Friends, mark your calendars. On September 28th, 6 to 9 p.m., join us at the Moonshine Deck for Beers with Peers, hosted by Atu Houston and AAF Houston. It is the ultimate networking event. Connect, collaborate, and have a blast with your fellow advertising professionals. Thanks to our sponsors, Dylan Moore Marketing Design and Creative Consumer Research. Again, September 28th, 6 to 9 p.m., join us at Moonshine Deck. It'll be a night of inspiration. Can't wait to see you there. Previously on the Admigos podcast. But the number one thing that I'm always looking for is when people are answering questions, and I think this goes into when you're looking to get a role, but also when you're working within your role, how are yeah. you taking initiative, right? So I might ask you a question about a client problem, or you might be currently working within your role and you have a client problem. Are you waiting for your manager to sit there and tell you what to do? Or are you really prepping through and walking through scenarios in ways that you think you can tackle it? Erica, we talked a lot about your job uh, over this podcast, but uh, let's let's bring it back to Ad Two for a little bit. For any for any Ad Two member interested in joining the national board, um, what advice or you know what kind of yeah, I guess advice <laughs> can you give them to get to help get them prepared for that? Yeah, so if you want to actually be on like the executive board, I'll start there. You do have to be the president of one of the clubs. That's literally the only requirement other than for your chair year. So mind you, you're doing a three-year commitment, technically four, because immediate past chair is a position. <laughs> it's not <laughs> as heavily as involved as the other roles basically like you've done your work, you're really there consulting and helping through some of the back end stuff or helping with some of the technical questions because typically the immediate pastor you have to think has three years of experience, right? Right. And so they have three years of historical context to also add into the mix. And so with that, it, it's a it's a vital role in being able to ask those questions. Um, but by your chair year, you have to be thirty two or younger. So I will be a prime example of that. When I become chair next year, I think right before Ad America, I will have turned 32, which is fun. Oh, wow. Fine. Totally okay with that. But, and I technically would have like the whole year. So, like, let's just say I was 32 when I started it. Mm-hmm. I could still yeah. be the chair. But if I was 33, then, then I wouldn't be eligible. I see. So, from that perspective, yeah. if that's something that you wanted to do, you know, obviously you're going to have to start with being some sort of position on your board. Um, if you're still super young, something if you're in college and you're listening to this, you can just join as like a committee member. You mm-hmm. don't have to be immediately yeah. on the board. You can join as a committee member. Once you're a committee member, uh, you can get on the board and you can do a role that interests you. I'm always going to speak about public service because I do think that it's a fantastic branch of what Adji National stands for. It's right. what sets yeah. us apart from all those other clubs and organizations like AMA or AGIA is the fact that we put on a free pro bono marketing campaign for clients. And I, I think it's a it's a focal yeah. point of what I what I love about Adtu. Yeah. Um and from the standpoint again if you're a student or even a young professional starting out in their career and maybe you have a role right now that you're like, mm, I do not like that or yeah. you're between two roles. I don't I like for example, I'm a talker, clearly. Y'all hear me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I love data. Right. But I'm a hundred percent sure if I joined someone's data and analytics team and I was like a dev person, the dev team would 
try to kill me because I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think majority of the deaf people that I've met are like, I don't want to have conversations every second of every day versus me. I am very much like a, we can talk all day about anything. Like, let me know. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. So if you are that type of person, you're looking at like, I don't know what role I want to fill. I don't know what I want to do. Public service with then add to provides you that kind of tester ground, right? I think I want to be a social media manager. Okay, well, how about you join the Ad2 board? They have a public service campaign. Why don't you be the the social media chair for the public service campaign to really help with that client and get that experience to see if you like it? Now, I'm not saying that it's going to mimic the exact thing as an agency or an in-house position, but it's probably going to give you some insight. It's probably going to give you some, like, where do I go from here or, like, oh, okay, if I want to do this, I'm going to have to understand X, Y, or Z platforms. Or you might meet someone, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the situation that I'm in, you might meet someone like myself who's been doing account management for years, and I could potentially help you with what do you do? How do I learn how to do what you do? Like, you can get some real-life examples from someone that's in the role, and then that better prepares you to either A, like execute it and do it or B, I do not like this actually. <laughs> I could never. Which um, could happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've experienced that before. I had, whenever I first joined Ad2, I had friends like Tina, who's been on the yeah. show multiple times. Um, I, I would talk to Tina about stuff all the time where I'd be like, hey, like you're in media, but like, do you like it? And Tina honestly has done my role. Tina's been an account manager and Tina left. Tina was like, absolutely not. That's for you <laughs> to do. Like, I, that is not that is not a role. Like, and she talked to me, and then she tried it, and then she's like, that's just not that's just not how I want to live my life. I don't know how you manage that, but like, that's for you. And I'm gonna stay yeah. over here in the media, and I'm like, that sounds good to me. Like, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I had creative friends who literally can design anything that I ever imagined. And I've had creative friends who have told me, like, Erica, you have a very creative, forward-thinking mind. Like, it's yeah. not the same as some of the other account managers. And, again, I, I think I kind of pride myself on wanting to learn how you do your job so that way when I communicate to you, we're, we're just fluid. Yeah. That's what right. I want. I never want to communicate to someone and not feel fluid. Um, I mean, I, I learned yeah. SEO and inbound just for that reason because I was working with an SEO and inbound team on one of our larger clients and I I wanted to know how I can fluidly integrate into their team and now I have a fantastic working relationship with them. But I also know that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. It, it, yeah. It's not for me. Mm-mm. And I I too thank you for mentioning um public service. It is absolutely a place to kind of find where you really want to be, right? And like mm-hmm. maybe you do like what you maybe you are where you want to be, but you don't get to be too creative or you don't get to work with certain clients. So exactly, you know. But here you get to, you do get to do that, right? And you get to exactly. have a different some view. passion projects. If I was good at yeah. illustrator and design, I think I would sign myself up to be a creative. But seeing as how I can only draw stick figures, <laughs> I feel like that's not exactly. the best world for me to live in. Um, but I yeah. I love watching people that can do that type of work. I love watching them create stuff. It's a fantastic world. Now, if you're just looking to join, like, Add to National and help at the national level, we have a few other options. We have a DEI committee slash council that meets 
every quarter. So if you are interested in that, you can reach out to any of our chair positions. Um, so you can literally email like chair at attitude.org or <laughs> vice chair at attitude.org. And that'll get to us. We'll put you in where you want to go. We are starting a kind of financial committee, um, okay. which is aimed towards like a sponsorship. So for those of you that don't know, part of Attitude National's mm. role is trying to figure out how we can better support our clubs. Right. And one of those ways is through finances. And so sometimes we will allow clubs to, I keep wanting to say register, that's on it, apply, there we go, mm-hmm. for stipends to help them get yeah. to certain events. So we have our mid-year retreat that happens every year. Um, when we say mid-year, obviously we're thinking about the terms for ad to so not January to December, but instead July to July. Uh, so mid-year would be somewhere in like September, October, November range, depending yeah. on like time frame. And so yeah. we do stipends to help with getting more people to go to that. Um, we'll do stipends for ATU um, to attend Ad America as well. And so the more money that ATU National can raise and build up, the more money we're able to give back. That also means that if you compete in things like public service, um, over the last, I want to say, two years, we've been able to give out prize money, right? So if you compete yeah. and you win first place, you get prize money for that. And so, again, that's just more money that goes back into yeah. your local club so that you can serve your local markets better. Or it can go back into your local club so that you can send more people to these events, right? Yeah. And yeah. so we're we're working on that financial committee that not only you can work with helping Atu National get some sponsorships that will then go back into those local clubs to help them attend things or for us to give out more money and more opportunities for our clubs to earn money. But also, I'm pretty sure if you're learning how to get sponsorships for Atu National and you wanted to help your local club do the same, it's a a templated format to where you can just Mm. plug and apply into your local market, right? So that would be another way. And then outside of that, Realistically, like, I think, again, because we're such a servant Mm -hmm. leadership board, like we're serving the local communities, how you can get involved is just by asking us, like, if you have something that you're interested in or passionate about or an idea to create, we always would love to bring in passionate people. Um, One of the things that Ariana and I were talking about this year is working on a resource um, page on our website similar to AF resource page, but all of yeah. our resources would be more designated to add to clubs. So here's a resource packet of events that you could host. And here's maybe the P&L so that you can understand how you need to budget for an event of that type. Um, here's yeah. some ideas on how you can get venues or sponsorships, right? But it would be from what we've seen from all the clubs. And so it would be a shared resource center for people to get involved. If you like making process docs the way that I do, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to use your help <laughs> to make something. But like, you know, I, I think that, that that's some ways that you can get interested if you are get involved, if you are interested in helping with the national board. But if you wanted to actually be on it and kind of be that person to help those other clubs locally, you know, be successful and be an advocate for them, the best way to do that is to join the national board, which means that you'd have to be the president of your local club. Or you can start a new local club, we can talk about that too. And then that would automatically make you the president. And then you could join the national board. Um, You only have to have one year of presidency under your belt. Just the one? Just one. Um, Interesting. No, yeah, that's certainly very, uh, very, it's very 
cohesive, right? Because there's the board, but like you mentioned, there's a lot of other stuff, right? I was yeah. part of that DEI cohort, I think it used to be called. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I found it very uh, enlightening to see what people around the country are doing regarding DEI, right? Our clubs. Um, so I, I thought it was a very nice, a, a very great experience to be a part of it. So I'll definitely recommend that. Uh, but yeah, I know there's a lot of different committees that people can join uh, at the national level. If you know, you're a, you're not to member already, so you might as well get involved. Right. Um, yep. And I'm sorry, are the leadership calls still open to everyone? Uh, yeah, the leadership roundtables right? that we have yeah. on a monthly basis absolutely are welcome for anyone. And, you know, we have specific topics, but that doesn't mean that yeah. you can only join, like, you know, if you're the membership chair, you don't only have to join the membership call. You yeah. can join the other one. Um, cool. I think what we're looking for from a national perspective is just a way for y'all to conversate more, right? Like we want those calls to be idea sharing. And so that's what we try to like kind of spark and stimulate, but give you guys enough time to where if you have an issue or if you are trying to solve a problem or if you're trying to get advice, you, you have a advocated and designated space for you to talk through that. Yeah, and that's good. That's very Absolutely. good. Yeah. It, it's those, those calls are great too. Uh, Again, having been through all of this, I, I just I cannot recommend it enough. So, you know, one last question for you, Erica, and this might be uh, this will be an interesting one. So, like I say, you're you're a new mother. You you know, we talked about your adjustment and anything. Do you have any advice for any you know young people, active members, etc., who might be considering becoming a parent? Right, like. What to expect, maybe, you know, how is that going to affect your involvement with your organizations and your job and, uh, you know, how to get ready, right? What maybe something you wish you had known before? Yeah, I I feel like the first thing that I would say, obviously, like, have babies when you want to have babies. <laughs> like, that's not for anybody else to dictate, right? Like. Are Don't let really? someone yeah. be like, are you going to be good at your job? Like, I I feel like yeah. I've seen so much of that that I was, like, nervous. Like, for example, for me, again, a little crazy with my timelines. I'm a really big type A personality. Mm. But I made a 10-year plan when I was in college. And on that 10-year plan, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to have kids until I was 30. Like, I was very much set on that because I wanted to, well, one, there's a few things that didn't go to my plan, but... One of the big things that I was looking forward to is I thought I was going to get married a little bit younger. I thought I would be married at like maybe 25, (laughs) maybe 24. And the reason why I was thinking that is, okay, if I get married at 25, 24, then I'll have five years to kind of develop a relationship with my significant other. And then we can have kids and (laughs) it'll be great. Like, we'll have a good relationship and then our kids will be happy and we'll be fine. I did not do that at all. (laughs) I didn't get married until I was like 28, 29. And then, like, bam, here comes baby at 29, um, and then I turned 30, like, four months after I had my baby. So, it, it's just one of those things to where, like, I kind of stuck to my plan, but, like, again, it, <laughs> it's what worked for me. It's what I wanted. I wanted to yeah. be in my career. I wanted to 
grow. I wanted, I honestly also on my plan was to be an account director before I became a mom, <laughs> and I did accomplish that. But like, again, some of those things that I was like, I, I really, I enjoy what I'm doing. This is kind of what I want to do. Here's my plan. Um, and I did it in my own time. I didn't let anybody tell me yeah. like, oh, are you sure or anything like that? I think also the, the cool part was that I was surrounded by a lot of people. Like my boss has two kids. Uh, one of them's four, mm. one of them's two. And so, you know, I wasn't afraid because I had, you know, a boss who un- definitely understands, yeah. like, having kids. So that part is also really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only other thing that I, well, two other things. One, I didn't expect <laughs> people to be okay with me having a kid. I, I think mm. that's something that maybe I'm just seeing more <laughs> of it from, like, the the Karen era of people oh my who God, just like yeah. expect people to be okay with stuff. Like I, I have a child, so you should be, yeah. no one has to be anything towards you because you have a kid. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. what I think has worked better for me is instead of expecting people to be accommodating when I tell them I have a child at home and expecting them to be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm really asking like, Hey, my child's at home mm-hmm. with me. I hope that's okay with you. Right. Like, first of all, is that okay? Right. Because <laughs> yeah. if it's not, then yeah. I need to find those scenarios, like I said, where I'm putting him down for naps whenever I'm talking to them, or I'm putting him, you know, in his, he has like a little playpen, I'm putting him in his little playpen so that I can focus 100% on that call because I never want to assume that that's going to work right. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, just giving yourself a little bit of grace. Like, mm. I freak out so much again. I think it was that stigma of like, I don't want anybody to think that just because I became a mom that I'm not good yeah. at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not for the first like month and a half, give myself a lot of grace for the fact that mm. I'm able to like, like there have literally been times that he has taken a nap in my lap on his little pillow. And I've been typing out an email <laughs> and I've oh. been oh, doing work like at the same time. Yeah. And you know, my husband will always tell me like, I don't even know how you do it. Like here, you're feeding him at the same time as you're typing an email or I'm on a call and feeding the baby at the same time. Like, it's, it's things like that that he's like, I don't understand how you're multitasking and doing that. And I, like, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I hope they don't get mad at me. I hope they don't think <laughs> that I'm not paying attention. Like, yeah. I was not <laughs> giving myself the grace that I deserve for trying to be accommodating within, you know, your normal scheduled nine yeah. to five work hours. Otherwise, like, do it. Like, <laughs> like just do it. You'd be surprised at it. how nice people are if you're really looking to have children. Again, I'm not saying put yourself in a compromising position either. Like if you know you're not going to have time because you already have two other kids that are three and five and having another kid is just going to overwhelm you. I'm not advocating for you to overwhelm yourself. Right. But what I am advocating for is like if your timing is right and your situation is right, like there shouldn't be anything that stops you from doing it, especially not yourself. Other than that, I don't really think that there was any other advice, but I can't tell you how many people told me to give myself grace and I just did not. (laughs) I did not understand what that meant before I had him. Um, I, I like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, uh, I mean, I'm a great person. Like I'm graceful. <laughs> like that's not what they meant at all. <laughs> yeah. That's, funny. that's well, not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I mentioned this earlier too, but as a result of the pandemic, people are kind of just assume that you have kids there with you at home while you're working. So yeah. it's an in, in, inevitability of the new era, right? So, you know, take advantage of that. But certainly what you said is, uh, I I very much appreciate that you said that, you know, you 
we're kind of hoping that people will be okay with it, but you weren't ex- you weren't uh, expecting it, or maybe not necessarily expecting, but like you know, you, you're not you didn't come out and say, "Hey, I have a kid. You have to be okay with it," right? Right. Like yeah. you are, you're very. You think of the, pe- the other people around you and say, "Hey, you know, is this going to be okay?" Because if not, I have to adjust. Uh, and yeah. I think I think it's, it, that's that's a very good attitude to have just in general in life. Yeah. But also, that's incredible. I mean, it's like, you have a kid. I feel like that. I don't know. <laughs> I just it, like, come on, it's a baby. Just you know, I'm like, who's going to get mad at a baby? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear him on the phone right now, but he's in the background. <laughs> I can hear him very clearly in the house. I'm assuming his dad is playing with him, but I can just hear him going, ah, in the <laughs> background. That's adorable. <laughs> no, it just makes uh, every every war call better. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, I, mean, I can't tell you guys how many times I've like picked him up and I've tried to be discreet, like on Zoom. Yeah. I've tried to like hide the top of his head underneath. You know where like <laughs> shows up. So that no yeah. one knows that he's there. And like, <laughs> as I've moved him across the screen, someone sees like a baby hand on me and, and I get like a message and it's like, baby. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I tried so hard not to be a distraction. But I'm like, no, you're not distracting us, but show us the baby. And I'll have to like pop him up real fast. And I'm That's like, funny. please, let's go back to the conversation. Cause I think, yeah. again, I think I'm the most subconscious about the baby and everybody else does not care but it's me yeah. who's like oh my god you're being such a distraction and everyone else is like no like this isn't a distraction this is part of work we need these things yeah. and that i sometimes i think about it too from the standpoint of like we've been doing this zoom world for so long right yeah. when back in the day do y'all remember going to the water fountain and getting some water and having quote unquote oh water god. cooler talk or like walking together to go get some coffee from like, you know, like at the time my company had, like we were in the building connected to the double tree. We would walk to like the double tree cafe to go get some coffee. And so like, sometimes I have to remember like there were in-person distractions Mm y'all. Like there were times that I was not working 24 seven at my computer. Like I was walking to go get lunch. I was walking to go get coffee. I took a 20 minute break in the middle of the day. And I think sometimes I, (laughs) I, I forget that like, it's normal to like, you know, sidetrack on a baby because like, I remember being in the office and like my husband who at the time was my boyfriend calling me and me like being like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like in the middle of having a conversation, no one batted an eye at that. So, yeah. Well, you know, you bring up, you bring up, you know, the zoom meetings and stuff. And now it's become, I think more personal because now you're, you're kind of in each other's spaces, (laughs) so to speak, you know, you're, you're inviting people into essentially your study or your bedroom or wherever you have your computer set up at the time. And they're inviting you into, you know, their space as well. So it's just, it, yeah, I can see how it's become a little bit more personal and that like, it's okay to have a baby on screen sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know. I like it when like children or like pets show up in my, my work <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, One of my coworkers, yeah. her cat like loves her computer. So Every time we talk, he just like walks over and sits in front of the computer, and I'm like, "Nikki, him, he's so That's adorable." <laughs> it's like yeah. it does not bother me. And then again, in the back of my head, I'm like, "But my baby's a distraction." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate. I mean, personally, right? I appreciate those distractions because I mean, it's like you said, we kind of need that sometimes. But we work so hard, uh, especially working from home. You're very much working a lot more than you did when you were at the office, right? Right. Like, 
Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. So those distractions are necessary. I mean, when I was at the I mean, office, I, I was like, them. oh, I'm logging off at, like, usually I'd leave the office yeah. at but I'd log off and I wouldn't log back on until I got back in in the morning. And now I'm like, oh, well, I logged off. Oh, wait, let me just send this email. Oh, wait, let me just, let me just, yeah. and the next thing you know, I'm online at 10 o'clock at night. Like, okay, well, <laughs> that's not what I expected. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah. I, I don't get any work, any work done at the office. It's just all gossiping <laughs> and water cooler talk. Like, so I, I like working from home. I actually get stuff done. Um, yeah. But I, but it, the one thing I, I liked that you said was that, you know, don't let things get, like if you really want to become a parent, don't let things get in the way and especially not yourself, right? I think a lot of times yeah. we don't follow the things that we want to do because we worry a lot about what other people might think, what other people might do. Right. Uh, and do, we double guess uh, whether we even want certain things. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, what you say was very, um, very smart, very nice. So I just, do what makes you happy. That's how, that's how I always like to live my life. And uh, as long as you're in a good position, right? Because having a, ch- a child is expensive. You know, it's, it's not, and it's not easy. But you know what? We could use more of two babies. I, I'm all for <laughs> it. Yeah. Tyson, yeah, Tyson needs some yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> call them Addies. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's funny. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. But yeah, uh, that's all the questions that we have, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us. It was very, it was great to get to catch up with you again and, and kind of see, uh, like you said, right? Like things change so quickly uh, in people's yeah. lives, and you know, like a year ago you were just planning your wedding, or two years ago, I guess, right? Um, yeah, you were just planning your wedding, and like, look at how much has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Thank y'all for having me again. I always love coming and listening. So, oh, thank you, thank you for listening. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, and thank you for being here, Erica. You know, we look forward to talking to you again in two years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I certainly look forward to uh, what you're gonna do when you become chair of Atu National. I know that it's gonna be awesome, and I can't wait. I'm excited. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Erica. We'll, we'll see you soon. Hey, Houston. Guido here with exciting news. AAF Houston's next luncheon will be on September 20th, 1130 to 1 p.m. at the ballroom at Tanglewood. Learn the secrets to winning an Addy. Past winners will spill the beans, judges will share insights, and we'll walk you through the entry process. Plus, we'll reveal the 2023-2024 American Advertising Awards theme, and you can even win a free entry to submit your work. Don't miss it. September 20th. Ballroom at Tanglewood. Be there. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals, age 32 and under, who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an Amigo, join us at addthenumber2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at addthenumber2houston. Thank you for listening.